Hello ladies and gentlemen, my name is Les Steed and this is Marla White and this is Off Point at 30, a podcast where we discuss our tediously terrible lives um, now that we're 30, um, we've uh, where life sort of goes a little off point, much like the discussions we end up having. Where we go off point in topic and off point in life. Me and Lev have known each other for about what, roughly about nine years now? Ten years now. Ten years? Yeah. Yeah, we met in um, Kiel University. Which is on top of a hill in Stoke-on-Trent. And to be honest with you, Jesus Christ, it rains all the time. It kind of remind me of um, Hogwarts. Yeah, it's kind of... How is that Hogwarts? It's like shit Hogwarts. Yeah, that's shit Hogwarts. It's like, like, we've got a manor house. Do you want to use it for university? Do I fuck? Like, you know, like, no. No, they don't want to use it for university. Sorry, I'm getting loud. But they do play Quidditch, though. It's like, yeah, oh, no, yeah, that's really weird. It's like, I don't know. I I feel like Kiel was a bit of a strange place because it's like, if you're going to be in... Yeah, it was like, there was like 10,000 people... Two thirds of them were women when I started, because um, I was a couple of years older than you. So it's like, um, yeah. Just... Now we're the same age, you know. Yeah, we are. But I started. Yeah, yeah you started. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I think you had a gap year or something, didn't you? No, I did. Had. Well, you don't even want to know. I but don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right, kind of long story. I'm <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, so in third year we end up. Um, we ended up in the same. Yeah, in flat. your third year, my first yeah, year. your first year, and yeah. then like yeah, and so um, I kind of adopted him um, yeah. in a sort of Madonna esque way. Yeah. Because uh, you know I was like oh. He's my friend. Mm-hmm. And no, I think like, the moment really was um, when Marlon got my, um, you got my Facebook deleted. Hold, hold on, let's, let's reverse, reverse. I want to okay. <laughs> um, go back to my actual first encounter with you because um, cool. although me and Lev um, lived together in the same accommodation, but we, I lived on the same left building. hand side, but you lived on the right hand side. Came back one day, I walked over to your side and I was talking to a, a mutual friend of ours. I was just having a nice conversation and next minute this little guy just pops out of a room. <laughs> And then he just looks at me and I'm like, what's this guy's problem? He just stops everything. Like, I don't know if he dropped something out of his hands and everything. He just comes, he just looks at me and goes, who's this big black guy? Coming from like central London, like everybody just ignores race. Everybody like, oh, when yeah, comes from sorry, it kind of comes up. He's a tall guy. He um, had big, um, you, you, you don't give a direct description of race. You kind of oh, yeah, describe everything like, about, about him besides his race. Yeah, so you just like, who's this big black guy? And you just rushed over to me. <laughs> Give me a cuddle. You're like, nice <laughs> to meet you. I was and like, 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 yeah, you, you actually did was say that. Actually that, actually, that loud? You, yeah, you actually did say that. You're like, Give me a hug. And I was like, <laughs> I, I, didn't, I, I didn't know how to react to you. I was I'm like, very friendly. I was very like, forward. I, I've never like, I've, I've never been thrown off that, that badly in life. <laughs> I don't I, remember it that way. Yeah, I mean, I you remember. Don't, you like, don't remember that. I don't remember a lot of yeah, things yeah, at uni. Yeah. I think there's, I, there's a lot of blurry yeah. area that people tell me happened, um, and I'm just like, I, uh, that does sound like something I yeah. would do. But also, I am so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and um, like that's what kind of struck me about you. You just don't have a filter, and I didn't take it that you're like racist or anything. I just like mm. you saw something, and you said it pretty much, and that's yeah. probably how a lot of people when they see me probably think in their head they're like. Yeah. But they, is, they just kind of hide it, but you don't. You don't have the ability to hide it. You don't have any filter. I really to you. struggle with it. Yeah, yeah. Like, so actually, like, it's actually sort of. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say it was a medical issue, but it does come with the territory. Yeah. And it's like it, it's been something that does that has kind of constantly been a problem, but also sort of a huge part of my personality. So yeah. it, it works really well socially. Well, it doesn't work well, but it can work quite well socially because it's like I think that. Yeah, I'm an honest bloke, but it's not. But I'm not sort of trying to be controversial. It's like, yeah. I'm just an idiot. But also, um, but in a professional context, it's a pain in the dick. So, do you actually have a problem? You think? Um, no, no, no. Like I mean, so- I, well, social cues or anything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that for me, it's. Um, I mean, like you know, I know that um, I have 
uh, I can't remember what it was called, but I don't know, some form of ADHD. Yeah. Um, and it's like, um, which is, you know, obviously something you have to manage through life. But yeah. I only got diagnosed last September. So it was about sort of two months ago. And um, before then, people just assumed that I was weird. Yeah. And which is a really difficult thing when you're trying to understand who you are, especially as you grow through your 20s and yeah. your teens. And you kind of always like the odd one, but it's because of that lack of a filter. And not just that. I mean, there's other attributes. You know, I speak really fast, which did not go down well in Indonesia when I was a teacher. Um, you know, and like what? I think that it's part of um, part of the territory. But also, I think that it is quite endearing in a way. What kind of problems do you think that caused for you? Then um, I'd say that it's predominantly, I think, when you're in a professional context. So um, I always found it quite. I find professional contexts quite difficult because um, I tend to be the same no matter where I am. And I think that when you're um, when you're in that position, it, or when there's expectations of you that to behave in a certain way. I mean, don't get me wrong; I'm not going to go around swearing in front of children, but you know, I mean, not on purpose. But um, you know, like I think that if you're going to do, you know, if you're, I mean, because I worked as a journalist before, it's it's very difficult to sort of manage um, office etiquette, really, yeah. and, that's, and especially when part of the territory is that you feel a little bit more paranoid than most people as well. I was just thinking about this story the other day, like um. We had a housemate, I will, I'll leave her nameless. One day, decided not to wear any knickers. <coughs> and um, we all noticed that. And we were kind of oh, like... So awkward. Yeah, we kind of like, oh. Yeah. They were all kind of talking about it. And then I just remember you just going straight <laughs> to her face. Love, go and put some knickers on. Go upstairs and put some knickers on. Yeah, because it was yeah. weird for everyone else. Yeah. It was like... I mean, don't get me wrong. We, we, like, we, all come, we all said it, but you just said it directly just, to our face. Yeah, and we were like, all like, shit. Yeah, because... And that kind of... Kind like, of like in honesty, I, yeah, you're, you're I don't honesty, think I said you're, it. You're, for the record, I didn't yeah. say it in front of everyone, did I? You think you said it right in front oh, of face, in front of everybody? I should have probably said it, yeah, a bit more privately. Yeah. But well, yeah, I think I'm not the most tactful of people. It, <laughs> that's what kind of strikes me about your like your person. You're just honest. You're brutally honest. You don't yeah. you, you don't you don't mean to be like I'm nasty. Not like, you don't have that. Just that filter. It's not nasty too. either. Yeah. It's, it's not, not like it's not. It's not. You have no malice to it. It's just yeah. It's it's not even. And I'm really polite normally. It's just kind of weird. It's like it's like that lack of a filter is is quite. And it's it's also a lack of sort of social awareness yeah. that a lot of people would normally have, and like those subtle body cues. Fuck me, I'm screwed. Yeah, I am totally fucked with that. It's um, but sort of like um, it's, you have to be very Sheld- upfront. Sheldon Cooper from Big Bang. I wouldn't go that far. Um, <laughs> but that's, that's, I think you're on the spectrum. You're, like, yeah, I think, that, I think he's an extreme example. He's, he's, he's I think he's got autism. Yeah, or something like that. that's yeah. an extreme. But I think you're you're. I'm not on that spectrum. Ma- you're, you're like definitely maybe. not on that spectrum. <laughs> but you, you have a problem reading. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Reading social cues yeah, is difficult, yeah. and I think that yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I'll know. I'll but know, like, the like, thing that not that's not like a, an insult thing. No, I'm not at all. There's like there's levels to it. There's, yeah, there's not like it's not like oh you're you're 100 percent or you're zero. It's no, like, there's in between. You can be two percent. You can be three, five. I think 15. for me, it's like one of the things I've noticed is that when it comes to group situations, for yeah. example, talking now isn't an issue because yeah. you know I know you quite well. And then also, but I think that if there was like a fourth or fifth party, yeah. then I would try and peak. What I do is peacock it. I will try and make everyone laugh, um, and then that makes me feel at ease. And then I would draw from the situation. But actually, what I've done there is dominate a conversation for five minutes yeah. without letting anyone else have a go. And then I've put on the Leslie Steed show, and then I've retreated. And it's just, um, I think that that's quite difficult, really. Um, do you um, like, so do you like being the centre of attention? Then I'm an extrovert, definitely. I'm yeah. quite excessively extroverted. Um, but I think that sometimes it's, it's interesting that that we even get along because I'm an introvert. I, I, yeah, I don't like people. You know weird, weird thing is that most of my girlfriends and most of my ex-girlfriends. Yeah. Sorry, I only have one girlfriend, but I end up dating and I end up. Some of my best friends are all introverts. It's, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if there's like a proportion of introvert to extrovert sort of style. 
Because I think that, like, you know, I mean, like, it, I mean, we assume it's 50-50, but I don't think it actually is. Mm. And especially in, you know, like, and I think if anything, like, today's culture is kind of showing that um, there's a lot more introversion than there is. And I think that, that also manifests in the loneliness crisis that people are having. Because um, you've got extroverts who are sort of like, yeah, let's go out. But actually, most of the people who are around you are introverted. And, yeah. you know, in a village, that's fine. In a city, that's okay, because there's a lot of people who are kind of, it's the same mindset but when you end up with a very close-knit community say like at university those differences become very very stark and it's very difficult for for somebody like me to understand i mean I, the entire concept of introversion was something i only really started learning about five years ago yeah um the thing about being an introvert people assume that oh that means you have no social skills you can't interact with people well, can't talk opposite. to people but as I said, there's always a spectrum. There's not like that, that's an extreme example. People yeah, I mean, the shut in or something yeah, like just that. Don't know how to talk to people. Just oh, locked indoors. It's like Danish yeah, humour. Yeah. Just it's like it's that's like a, it's so a, like yeah, lovely. That's, extre- that's an ex- but there's a spectrum. I adopt that. those people. Like, I just come up as I like you. Come yeah, on, you can come with me. I've had plenty of friends. I go out. I socialise with people. Yeah. there's a spectrum to it. Yeah, I, I, don't, I I'm an introvert. I like being by myself, but mm. I can interact with people. I have I have personal skills. I do. I can get along with people. So. Do you find that there's any desire to be liked? Um, um I think everybody has the desire to be liked. Nobody wants to be disliked. Yeah, but I mean, is it sort of like more of a sort of self-validation feel to it or not? What do you mean? Okay, so for me as an extrovert, I think that, you know, I mean, like we almost live for the applause in yeah. a way, which is um, quite um, quite difficult in its yeah. own way because you don't have that internal part of, you know, I mean, or no, you do, you have it, but you have to kind of train it. Mm. Whereas the instinctive way to feel validated, I think the not that you would need to be validated, but you know, for example, if I'm having a bad day, you know, I will call somebody. Um, I will use social, you know, I, I will enjoy someone's company or yeah. you know something like that to make myself feel better. Whereas a lot of introverts will sit down and read a book. I mean, it's not to say that I don't read books or you know, like well, I don't, but that's not the point. I write them instead. Uh, no, but I um, you know, I re- watch videos and stuff and I have a bit of me time. I do love a good, you yeah. know. I think, I know, just like at one point in life, you just kind of learn to be, accept everything and kind of learn to enjoy your own company and learn how to comfort your own self. Have you ever been to a movie on your own? Um, only once. Only once? Why why did you, what what was the circumstances? Well, I I am a big fan of Dragon Ball V. I don't want to say that. I'm a massive fan. Like, that's like my favourite show of all time. Actually, that and The Wire. Those are yeah. two of my favorite shows. I'm a fan out about that, mm. and I kind of wa- I watch it in Japanese. I watch it in fucking. Wait, you English. watch The Wire in Japanese? No, um, oh, Dragon, Dragon Ball Z. Z. Sorry, yeah, in <laughs> Japanese. Yeah, so it's like Z, not Z. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah so I'm Z? A, I don't. I've never. I I've never liked. That. I don't know. But anyway, I'm a big fan of it. I watch it like all. The, all I watch all I've the episodes Archer. multiple times. I'm still. I'm currently watching it over again. Again, right now. How many episodes yeah. are there? Like hundreds. Hundreds. Yeah. How do those animators just not be like, ah, oh, what are we going to make him do next? I don't know, blow some shit up. Yeah, basically the strain on the pen, like they have to like week to week. Yeah. Shit. That's why there's plot holes in it. There's got to be plot yeah, holes. I mean, yeah. I think there's that, loads, it's like the Simpsons where they just loads, start filling it yeah, in. Yeah, there's loads of plot holes. But anyway, yeah, I'm a big fan of it. So um, normally I'll go, I'm not, I, I tend to only go to cinema with like my like my missus. Mm. Or if, if, I, if I wasn't with my missus, I was like single, I'd go on a date with somebody mm. to, watch, to watch a film or I'll probably watch it online. Yeah, same most, right. most of the time, but um, yeah, Dragon Ball Super Broly was coming out about came out Wait, about Dragon Ball Super Broly. Yeah, dude, that's like that's aimed at fourteen year old. Yeah, no, so not even fourteen. You'd be like surprised out there's old there's older people that's that. Is it a bit like like the My Little Pony kind of thing where you like you grow, no, actually no, not even like that. It's like kind of like the Simpsons movie. It's like 
I, I, I was like 20 something yeah. when that came out and I was like yeah we're gonna watch it yeah. like it was the biggest yeah, movie yeah, of the year yeah, for me. I was a little it. bit disappointed so, but yeah so um yeah so my uh, I, I booked tickets. I had like a Odeon pass, so I booked tickets for months in advance. Oh, bless you. Yeah, yeah. So my missus <laughs> like, my missus like, oh, I don't really want to watch it, but I'll go with you. Oh, yeah. hey, so, yeah, that. I'll go with you. It's like, yeah, it's but like, then, like it's, the cute, day, it's sweet on the one hand, but at the end yeah, of the day, it's like you know you're. I, I already booked my tickets before even telling her about yeah. it. So like, so by the time she went to book her tickets, it was sold out. You're so, just sitting there as a plus one. Yeah, Shit. yeah. Right. So she was sold out and everything. So she was like, oh, we can do it on another day. And then I'm like, yeah, we can move yeah, it. We could, we could, yeah. we could. Or, yeah. Um, yeah. or no, no. But then I was like, I gave her the out. So I'm like, if you don't really want to go, I yeah, know. like and she, she took it. Eventually, it's like, yeah. oh, thank God. Yeah, she took it. She took that out. And I'm like, okay, yeah. I, actually, like, I've never watched it before in my life, and I'll and I'll, I'll probably won't enjoy it. So, oh, bless yeah. her. Like, I think that's really sweet. I like yeah. when I, I think. I mean, because it kind of brings us on to our main topic, which is actually sort of, you know, like. Um, being in a relationship and like love and dating and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Cause I mean, like, you know, you've been, you were, I, I, I don't really know what your dating history has been like for the last decade, but I know that at university, I mean, I had a girlfriend who was quite yeah. long term and you were single for how long? Like, um, before I met my missus, I was single probably about, about two years, maybe two years, two, three years, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That's not long though. Like that's, that's, a, that's another thing about that goes into be me being an introvert. Mm. I'm happy being by myself. I'm not, I'm not prepared to be, in a relationship with somebody that I don't like just for the sake I could have done that I could have just stuck it out with somebody for a couple more years I should never do that yeah and just like but I think from the most part you know from the first month of being with somebody yeah. whether or not it's going to work out oh definitely yeah. I think that that's the problem yeah. with them because I was recently dating somebody who was absolutely lovely but it didn't work out because I met the girl who I'm with now I said girl but she's actually a woman um, but she's a little bit older than me but we'll get onto that later yeah um, yeah, because I was dating this girl and she was absolutely lovely and I've got nothing, you know, like there was nothing wrong with her as a person at all and she was really fun, she was really sweet. But, um, yeah, I think that there comes that point where you're like, um, all right, firstly, she did that horrible thing that people do sometimes when they're like, they create rules of dating instead of going with their instincts. So, in this case, it was the whole sort of three-date rule. And it's like, well, if you're if you're kissing somebody, if you're like, you know, you're sitting when, apart um, making when you out say like free, when you say free date rule, do you mean like free okay. dates before you go to the third base or Yeah, well I mean I don't know what third, third base, base counts. Is it third base? Base? Is it third base? Are we still doing bases these days? Are we too old for this crap? We, we are, we are I feel like that, but you grow up with it. But okay, like, what, do you, like, what do you mean by free dates just like Okay, so the three date rule would be like sort of okay, so like you know, you meet on the first date and then it's like you know like when they regulate whether or not there's how much physical how much physical attachment is or how much physical activity is um, is being implied. So, for example, you know, like maybe they'll give you a kiss on the first date, and they kind of planned it in their head. Yeah. And you're like, well, I don't really want to be formulated because I mean, that's the last thing I am. I mean, I'm I, I write a to do list every morning. I don't I don't, and I have a I have a rolling to do list. But you know, without any input from anyone else, I will continually just sort of live day to day. Yeah. Um, I would like to say live in the moment, but yeah. Um, you know, with the, obviously with holidays and stuff. Anyway, I'm I'm getting on. My point is that I think when it comes to dating somebody, when you first start dating, you automatically know that you like them. And so if things are going well, things are going well. I'm not saying that, you know, I want to sleep with every girl on the first date. That's not the case. But I generally find that if you do end up sort of when you meet somebody who, I mean, of all the people who have been quite special to me, um, that first date has meant a lot. And also, you know, the first, the meet cute is always kind of important. Obviously, with internet dating, I think you, you met yours on, um, yeah, yeah. For the record, we don't just generally refer to our girlfriends as the missus. So, yes, I, I met my missus on Tinder. About, he does. About, <laughs> um, 
three years ago. Yeah, three years ago. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, um, yeah, because I met mine quite recently. I'd say about two or three months ago. Um, yeah, so Tinder, Tinder for everybody's not just a hookup site. Yeah, it's it, it has hope. No, it yeah. doesn't actually. You know, I use this one called Hinge, which is like Tinder for middle class. People. Yeah, I heard about it. I heard, it's I heard absolutely that's what the, awful. I heard that's what the kids are using now. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> not the kids. Jesus Christ, it's everyone with pearl necklaces. It's horrible. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like sort of like you know like Hinge is like oh, it's it's just terrible. It, it's it's like everyone on there is an executive something, and it's just like oh fuck off, you know. Like I mean, you know, it's like oh, and the number of dates I went on that were just. I think the problem I have with online dating is that people naturally will put up the best pictures of them. But I had this one date actually quite close to here. I mean, you know, we're currently recording in Greenwich and there was a date here and I live about an hour and a half away in Surrey. And so I rode my motorbike all the way here in the freezing cold and met this girl at a pub. And I thought that, you know, like we would be, actually, yeah, we would be like, you know, like she would be anything like she was in the pictures. And it's not to say that I'm being superficial here, but I feel like it's not a good start if they're, if they're already lying before you've even bloody met yeah. them. And I think that, you know, like, and you're just like, it's that feeling of when you see them and it's, and you get all pepped up. I, mean, I don't, yeah. I mean, I'm generally quite okay with personal hygiene, like, yeah. but you make the extra effort. I feel yeah. like I did all my washing, you know, all my personal <laughs> hygiene of the week in that one moment. I mean, it took me an hour to get ready. I'm yeah. a bloke. I shaved for this bullshit. Yeah. And then like, you know, and then it's like, you get there and it's like, and you say, and instead of being like, oh, there you are. Yeah. And you're like, you know, you kind of plan it in your head because yeah. I'm a stupid little romantic twat. And then... Um, and you get excited and you're like, oh, mate, maybe tonight, you know, I'm actually meeting somebody who I'm going to be really happy with. Yeah. And then, you know, you're trying to imagine, and you, you, I can't help it. I, I start imagining myself with these people and stuff like that because, you know, you're basing it on yeah. a conversation you've had before yeah. and then whatever. And you see them and it's not a question of, of, um, of, oh, there you are. It's like, it's becoming a question of, oh, I see what you did there. Like, you know, like, you know, it's like, oh, so other than the Photoshop, what else do you yeah. bloody do, you are So I remember, I, I remember <laughs> this is, it's probably about six months before I met my missus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was on... For the record, we are not naming her on purpose because yeah. otherwise we get in trouble. Yeah. And same with mine. Yeah. We don't just refer to them as our missuses or yeah. or love or anything like that. We're, we're... They do have names. Yeah, <laughs> and we are very respectful of yeah. them and slightly fearful. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so um, I was on Badu. Have you have you been on Badu before? What's that? It's sort of like, it's a dating website. It's sort of like, it's a mix of like Tinder and some other websites. You can like, Oh, they wouldn't mix with each other these yeah. days, I swear. Yeah. So you can match with each other, but then also you can like message people in your in your na- in your area and everything. So what it gives you like a location based thing. Yeah, Isn't yeah. that what Tinder does anyway? Sort of, but you have to match the talk. This one you can just like see somebody in your I can match the talk as well. Yeah? This is hard, man. I mean like, So basically you, you have both options. You can match the talk, you can match each other and then you right. can talk to each other. But also you can look in your area and see see girls and then you can like message them. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. So I, I can't remember what the radius. I mean, I really pity somebody yeah. who's living in a flat apartment yeah, so, complex, and she's like yeah. super hot. And then so like, um yeah, uh, we matched. We started talking on WhatsApp, t- talking to her on the phone. She seemed alright. The pictures seemed okay. Mm. So I mean, our pictures are always gonna be yeah, awkward. Yeah. Apparently, I, I got called a reverse um, catfish. Which oh, I, hold on. We're gonna get touch on that. I want yeah. to know what that means. It's it's it's. Hold uh, on, hold on. Let me finish here. Okay. So um yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so um. Yeah, so we met in a bar in Weatherspoons. We weren't meant to go to Weatherspoons. We just pretty much this is the meeting point. Then we're gonna yeah. go to a restaurant. Yeah. So I met in Weatherspoons. I'm like, oh for fuck's sake. Yeah, just, it's just awkward. Look, just look, You're not looking yeah, classy there. Yeah, just just, I, no, just looking at her. I'm like, oh god, I want to turn back. I want to turn back the other way. What? Yeah, I literally. Man, I hope she's not gonna listen to this. Yeah. We're gonna be in so much trouble. Yeah. I, I literally you can't wanted, say that about her. I literally wanted to turn back the other way. Why? Just photos. 
Just not, oh yeah, she's yeah. a bit different in the photos. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She, did you uh, get the no? Oh, I see what you did there. Type yeah, yeah, situation. yeah. Exactly that. I can hate that. So I was like, oh my god. So anyway, <laughs> this was a disaster. So she, I think she goes. Oh, I need to go to the toilet. Oh, she's so gonna I need to go to the toilet before we go to the bar. <laughs> so I was like, I could, I could run now. No, I could you couldn't. Now. You can't get I, out I, of I, those I could, stalls. I, like, I, you can't I, get yeah, into those stalls. Yeah. The size of you. So I was like, yeah, I could leave now. Hold on, someone's gonna notice you. Anyone would notice you. I can leave right now. Keep in the toilet. I can just go out the door. Easy. Shit. But I'm like, you know what? I'm a gentleman. You're not. I, I probably you just slagged her off. Like, hold on, hold on. I'm a gentleman. I'm gonna, I said I'll take her out for dinner. Let me take her out for dinner. <laughs> yeah, go on. So, Where'd you take her? Was it Nando's? No, it was some diner. Was in, that was, was, hey. <laughs> Nando's is a good restaurant. We all like Nando's. Yeah, go on. <laughs> just because I'm black, I, I would have to take her to a chicken. Place. I was thinking that earlier when I was like, <laughs> I don't know why, but Nando's, I, I, I do know why. It's even I even Nando's around here, but I've never been to it. Is there actually? Yeah. Do you want to go to it later? No, I've got my oh, I'm hungry. Right, but okay. um, yeah, yeah, so yeah, went to the diner. She went to the toilet again. Yeah. I'm like, I could leave her now. <laughs> Fuck. It just kept, I just kept, every time she left the room, I'm like, I could run, I could run. Do it, do it, do it, do it. I really yeah, wish she understood this. <laughs> really odd and weird. She, she wasn't just like, she wasn't just like, look. Weird is so she good. Odd and, she was odd and weird. And, I like that though. Yeah. And then she started talking about, oh, yeah, if this, if my next relationship doesn't work out, I'm going to, like, stab them. And she was just, wait, wait, she started with that? Yeah, she was just talking. Right, now, yeah. that's she if was that's how she's talking, you're like, okay, maybe the toilet's the yeah. best idea. Yeah, okay, now, now you're saying that she started yeah, threatening she to stab really your weird. next relationship. Yeah, she was doing this thing where, like... She was, <laughs> I know you're after, happily after engaged dinner, at knife like, point. Like, she was doing this thing where she was, like, picking her teeth underneath the menu. It was just, it was just really weird. <laughs> just, like, really weird. And, oh, God. And then, um, yeah, we got on a bus and then like touching my face and like calling me cute and stuff like that. Is this the same girl that you're getting married to? No. Oh, I thought it was like... You said this is my mission? No. I was going to say, because this is one hell of a meet cute that's taking a no. turn here. That's what no. I kept saying, like, you know, no. like, I hope she's not... This is not my mission. <laughs> oh, this is a different... Oh, yeah. thank God. All right, okay, because I was going to say, this she, not will, my, she def- will throw yeah, that ring at def- you if you say yeah, if you're saying is, shit like this. this definitely for, yeah. for the record, I'm marrying my missus. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. somebody else. He means before. missus. That's what I said before, <laughs> five months before I met my missus. All right, fair yeah, enough. Yeah. Good. So, yeah, so I was just like, she's she like, oh, what do you want to go after dinner? So I was like, oh, I'm tired. Then we go home. Got home, just blocked her. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. I had that. I, I had this um, one where, uh, who was I dating? But I tell you what, in Indonesia, I had this one because um, I'd just broken up with a girl, surprise. And um, yeah, and so I, I, and my heating got blocked off for like the weekend, and I was just sitting there in 35 degree heat, sweating until five in the morning. So I'm like, fuck it, I'm giving Tinder a go. Gave it a go, and you know, like when you're out there, quite easy to do that because you know, you're commodity. And then um, this girl she goes, Oh, I hope you're as wild and crazy as I am. Did not speak a single word of English, and I, my Bahasa was awful. I mean, I don't intend to be there for a year. And I, we watched these joggers go past. And I just, and I, in the chat, I've been saying, like, you know, I've just come out of a relationship. I'm just kind of looking for a bit of fun, nothing to commit to. She asked me if I'm going to meet her, when I'm going to meet her parents. I offered me a gourd, which I thought was a bit like, um, okay, okay, I'll, I'll have a gourd on our, on our next date, I guess. And it was the most awkward thing. I mean, I'm not normally quiet. I, as in, like, you know, like sort of a, I don't know, like a vegetable of some sort. I don't know, like, it's sort of like a root vegetable. I don't know, I think it was like a durian, which, oh, you know, it was a durian, that's it. And durian, they stink. If you ever, like, oh, it smells like vomit. And, like, you know, I was like, I, was like, I don't really want to. And, like, I mean, it's, you know, it's an interesting fruit. It's an experience, I suppose. But, yeah, out there it's a delicacy in the same way that gone off cheese here is. But, yeah, anyway, so um, people are weird. But, yeah, like, it was just a weird date. And, like, and she was like, and there was this other one where she showed up at my house. 
Like, okay, so we went out on the Friday, and this is like near Christmas time. We went out on the Friday, and her English wasn't great, and my has her again. I've only been there for four months. And, um, you know, it's no excuse, but it is. And um, so I so was this is why you were like you were living over there to teach. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You're, well, I was you're, teaching You were teaching over there, yeah. And I was yeah. speaking really slowly so that she could understand me. And she's smiling. It was okay. It was just a bit awkward. I knew at that point she's not the one. Um, just because, <laughs> I mean, no, language barrier. I mean, she could have been lovely, but whatever. But it turned out she wasn't because the next morning... Uh, like literally a day later she showed I, I woke up to seven missed calls from a random number I didn't know the landline and then six missed calls from her and my mate knocking on the door being like mate um, there, there's that girl here from Friday to see you and I was like it was like 9am and I'm like what the fuck so I went outside and I had to be a gentleman about it because it's like she's in my house what the fuck like, you know she's standing in my hallway I mean, it's a shared hallway, but she's still in my fucking living room, and I'm like, I can't just, I can't just pretend I'm not there. I've just opened the door with a towel wrapped around me, like, whoa, whoa, what's going on? And she sat there, and I let her in, and so I was like, well, you know, if you want to come for a cuddle, but I'm kind of, I've got to be up at twelve. I've been up all night, you know, like, because I work nights. And she's like, yeah. And then I was like, okay, okay, come in. But she had braces because they do later on. They they have it later on. It's a culture thing, and um. I just remember like, I was lying down instead of like cuddling up she leans over me and just smiled like this really super creepy sort of you know like horror movie smile and I lay there for about half an hour trying to keep my eyes closed so it didn't look awkward but oh my god I've never been that on edge and then afterwards she told me she loved me and I was like okay I think we have a, I just I, okay let's just let's just that's insane yeah let's run away and then she shagged her bandmate or something I don't know it was really weird Oh wow! Yeah, it was um, dating. Yeah, dating in Asia. Great website. Um, dating what? <laughs> no, she was one of the singers at our local place. But but what's the website called? Oh, dating in Asia. Oh, I think they're dating a teenager. No, <laughs> no, but I'll tell you what. Though, when you go out there, it's kind of weird. It's like that whole sort of because people are smaller in general. Yeah. Fuck, that's confusing. It gets really confusing. <laughs> You're just like I, I actually ID'd my first girlfriend. It's just I think it takes about six months to get used to. To people, really, um, especially when you're sort of out and about in places you've never really been before, yeah. um, and I think that I think that's sort of same thing applies sort of across the board. I mean, not just like sort of, not just in sort of more extreme examples like that, but also you know socially in in different um, in different areas or different arenas. Yeah. And for me, I think one of the major things has been like progressing across into the working world as well, um, because. I think one of the major problems with sort of becoming an adult is that you don't talk, uh, you just kind of talk, like, you know, psychology, criminology, whatever. But then everyone just sort of says, you kind of have that sort of feeling that you'll go on to a career, which is what is described. But you get back home, you sit down after all that degreeing, and then everyone, and all that structure just falls away. And it's actually goes, go. it's crazy though. Is that, is that, is that actual dream they sell you in school? Because I remember being in school, like, especially coming from where I'm from, I was like, Getting to university was like almost the finish line, like yeah. Cause like I, I never planned on going to university. It was like so far, mm. so far fetched for me, like going, like going up to space. Yeah, so, so like really? I managed to somehow get there. So I'm like, I've I've made it, like I've, I've done it. But then like you get there, and you, you realize it's not shit, it's not nothing. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, you're not to slag anybody yeah. you know, off kill or anything like that. But yeah, we, I mean, it wasn't. Yeah. I wouldn't no, say it was don't shit. get me wrong. I I do recommend university. I did have the time of my life. 
it changed me as a person. Like, it opened my eyes. It is a really good kind of. It definitely, well. definitely, um, like matured me. Kind of got me ready for the world. But I mean, like, in terms of like a degree and everything, like a lot. Like you got you go to university at eighteen, and you meant to know what you thought, what you want to do with the rest of your life. I wouldn't trust somebody yeah. who was eighteen, like 18 year old. You, you not to patronize them, anybody, yeah. but yeah, like you give them one opportunity to get student finance to know what they're gonna do with the rest of their life. Like it's 18. weird. I think it goes back it's, further. It's actually, crazy. it goes like fourteen when yeah. they're like, "Hey, what GCSEs yeah. do you want to yeah. do?" It's like, I don't fucking. Know. You don't know what you want to do. Yeah, you I have barely... no clue. You just kind of go along. It's like, yeah, it's like the most major thought, decision I made is I, whether I, or not to identify yeah. a pube. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's true it's happening oh my god <laughs> so yeah you finally you finally like I, I, I'm doing my A-levels and everybody's going to university I'm like yeah I wanted to go to university I want, yeah. I want to be successful but like yeah but they sell that good. image of success yeah, it's not actually true anymore. that's what the schools tell you they kind of like push you there yeah but obviously there's a, there's a motive behind it they they have their Ofsted report they they want people to come to their to their college to their schools mm. it looks good we got this person went to Oxford we got this person went to Cambridge yeah you see you got all this like so they can say to the parents and parents are like oh I'm going to send yeah. my kid to this school see, but it's all it's all a fantasy like, it's really. weird it's like it's, it's yeah. all become very business it's only a small well. like we got we got a few people like in our friendship circle that kind of had had what they want to do and kind of yeah, but those are people who it. who had a medical yeah. you know like they their I think their ambitions I think went to particularly in the medical yeah. field is uh, you know or like you're either going to become a lawyer you're going to become yeah. a you know a, 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 a um, I don't know a, a soldier or a uh, or a soldier or something yeah. like that and like, I think that's a very clear pathway yeah, that and you that's what you want to do age. and you work towards it yeah and there's a very obvious but way to get there the thing is though like I think we have like in society like oh you have to do this at this age you have to do your GCSEs at sixteen. Yeah. You have to do your A levels at eighteen. Also, there's a stigma attached yeah. to it as well. It's like you so know, you, you, I, I think it's like moving out of ha- yeah. out of your house. So like you're meant to do that around yeah. about the age of twenty two, yeah, twenty four. Yeah, you have to do this. It's fucking at impossible this age. now. But in reality, you can leave school at sixteen, get a job doing whatever. Yeah, and like and make a and then, shit ton of yeah, money in the meantime. Work doing something, and then decide. You know what? I need some A levels. I'll go and do some A levels at yeah. in your twenties. Reality, I mean, or you can decide like, okay, I've got my A levels now. And I do recommend for anybody listening that you do do your A-levels because you never know if you want to go to university yeah, it's later too. on. You don't want to have to worry about having to do a foundation degree or do... Plus it's for free. ...in between qualifications to get to university. University is not for everybody. You don't have to go to university. Like, for me, mm. I'm the only... I'm, like, the first person on my mum's side of the family to go, that I've gone to university and completed. Everybody else haven't gone. You don't have to do that. You can choose to do it later on. When you're 23, 24... You find something you do. You might be working for, I don't know, a law firm doing admin or something. Then you got yeah. you get really into it. Then they're like, oh, you know what? It makes sense for me to get a law degree because I want to be a lawyer. Yeah, and especially now, you've got that experience yeah, behind yeah. you and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Right? Now, now I can, now I can get a law degree, and now I know exactly what I want to do. Do with you think, that degree? Do you think there is like that little magic like, moment where you actually realise what you want to do with your life? Because I think for me, I'm I'm now thirty and I'm not sure. Mm. I mean, I'm, I'm doing like yeah. I've done I'm, sort of four or five careers yeah. already. I, I, I don't chop and change, but yeah. Not to say where I work, but yeah, I work in education. So mm. yeah, um, yeah. I don't, I don't. I'm not sure. I think some people just you just get along. I, I'm I'm nearly thirty, and I, I still not necessarily knowing what I want to do. You just yeah. kind of you just, just end up there. You just end up somewhere. Yeah, just, I, it, it, time flies on you though. It's crazy because I remember just like. I had to take this job for a couple of months. Yeah, it's then, always the way, yeah, isn't it? A couple of months and then six years. Going out to Indonesia, I only meant to be there for one year, yeah. I was there for three. And yeah. it's like, I think that with this, with the whole sort of jobs thing, it's... Then you get typecast into that job role. Yeah, we get used to doing it yeah. as well. I've yeah. had a colleague that was, uh, she worked as um, 
as a sort of as a writer for for one of the newspapers I worked for, and she was there for nine years, and she just said, "Oh, you know, it's reasonably okay the pay, you know, yeah. I get on." I think that it depends on the personality, but yeah. I mean, for me, I've I I intended to leave after a year, and I ended up there for nineteen months. I think as I say, that like money is the root of all evil, and it's yeah. Like, yeah, somebody, somebody's paying you. You just continue to stay where you where you Yeah, because it's easy to yeah. have money than not. And yeah. also, looking for another job is hard. I mean, yeah. I've been looking for a job for about the last nine months, yeah. uh, since April. And um, I'm finding it... It's not... Like, the problem is, that, I mean, I know that I've got talent. I know that I'm good at what I do. But I think the other problem is that uh, it's finding somebody to believe your shit. And also, when though, it's the way these job applications are written. Like it's it's soul destroying, and it's not. And the thing is that I feel sorry for the recruiters because they kind of have to advertise the job as well. But everyone's looking for a motivated bullshit artist, and it's just exhausting. You no, know what annoys me though, like now you got every job making you go through this now. Yeah, it's bullshit. Doesn't matter what job it is anymore. Yeah, like what is it's, that? Yeah. McDonald's people yeah. got like got people like like you running have to go through food. five stages of recruitment. Yeah, why? To McDonald's, like, yeah, that's bollocks. I mean, yeah. like, I don't want to work. I mean, you know, like floor, you have to go through. All this interview. I got a bar job recently yeah. and it was super simple. Yeah. All it was was I walked into this pub. I said, hi, can I have a job? And she goes, actually, I'm looking for somebody. Yep, come on. on yeah. your what are you doing next Tuesday? I'm yeah. like, perfect. I mean, have it's you ever easy, mop, simple. Have you ever mopped the floor? Show me. You can mop. Okay, you're hired. Yeah. What happened to Pull that? Pull a pint. There yeah. you go. All right, uh, what happened, easy. What happened to any of that anymore? Yeah, it's like, it's like, yeah. I mean, if you were going for like a high level degree, yeah. like, you know, yeah. like a really high skill thing that where yeah. it's like, you got hundred, you know, the company potentially hinges yeah. on you fucking something up, then fine. But I think that like, you know, like when you're doing these sort of I think that it, it's like almost a, you could train a monkey to do it it's just dick sucking yeah. it's just them sucking their own cocks yeah. but I, you know what it is though it's partly that but also as well the, the employment law kind of changed yeah. and everything kind of screwed everything up as I well I don't like being asked about which it, 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 it's good for us but bad at the same time because in the sense that they can't go you're clearly an idiot I'm going to fire you yeah but that's frustrating because it mop, doesn't lead to you that you mop the floor to... with the, 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 mop, the wrong way around yeah <laughs> but the problem is that it's like yeah. the, but the problem is that it causes actually more stress yeah. as well because I've been through a few situations where I haven't been right for the job really yeah. I mean there have been times when I have been but I think that you know because I think uh, my problem is that when I have a breakup I end up really obsessed by it and so my work fell falls by the wayside yeah. also you know like sometimes I make mistakes but I ended up, um, and also because I wore my motorbike trousers all the time, um, and they didn't like it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, anyway, so what was it? It's just like, yeah, I think that when you you end up in this position where instead of just being able to say to somebody, look, you're not doing great here, you know, like maybe this isn't for you, um, you could get sued for saying that to somebody yeah. or saying, look, mate, you're doing shit. And uh, the reality is that if in my position as the person who probably was, I wouldn't say I was going to get fired, but who was, you know, looking at, you know, potentially, you know, who's in a lot of hot water, instead of what they could have done, which is, look, we like you, we want to keep you on, you're a really good person, but here's, you know, you're fucking this up here, here, and here. Um, they have to put you on a performance improvement plan, yeah. which is bullshit because it's just... It's that um, really, really difficult vague to find somebody nowadays. Yeah, but the problem is that when they're doing that, it, it causes long-term mental health problems yeah. and it causes super anxiety because you're spending the whole time feeling like you're being judged, you spend the whole time thinking people are talking about you, people that people are shit, that you're shit at your job, and it destroys your self esteem. It destroys your pride in your work, and therefore the more the less pride you have in your work, and the less feeling of, and it destroys that feeling that the company give a shit about you back. And can therefore, we, can you we don't talk really about your them. your recent job situation? Yeah, um, I mean, I was a local journalist, and I've I'm now an international one because I've self funded my own projects. 
Um, but I mean, I saved up a lot of money because I was meant to go to Canada and things fell through all at once. So my life fell apart. I had a huge breakup with somebody who I was thought I was going to marry. Uh, and I called it Shit Tuesday because when that became apparent, it was the same time that my boss put me on a PIP um, performance improvement plan. Um, you know, because, um, well, because I was wearing my trousers and also because they said that, um, you know, that, that I didn't read through my work properly. But it turns out later down the line, as we've discovered, it's, um, as we've just discussed. Just I'll uh, give a little background. You were, you were a journalist in, I'm not going to say your company's name. No, um, I, I worked for a local newspaper yeah. in, you know, I, yeah, in Surrey. And the thing is, though, that in that role, um, and I find this is quite important, is that a lot of these, what, what were low-level roles, um, which in, say, 20 years ago, were different to the ones that are actually happening now. And I think the responsibility that comes with the ability to do more with, you know, computers with the technology that we have um, and, you know, digitization, the you end up writing sort of, well, you end up in a position where, and also social attitudes as well, it changes the, the what the job is. So journalism right now is completely different to how it was 20 years ago. And that's not me saying that. That's like John Simpson said that in a lecture that he gave us once at uni. Um, and I think that the roles that we play are very difficult. And to compare sort of what happened when you were going into a role when you're a manager is is to sort of, you know, when all these little tweaks and things to roles, they ultimately change it completely. So as a journalist, we are writing... You know, by the time I left, I was writing sort of four articles a day. Uh, I was working loads of unpaid overtime, and uh, you know, the company were paying me what was fair, say, ten years ago. Um, but actually, it's not. You can't live. Um, well, no, you you work your ass off. But um, I was talking to a friend of mine who's in a similar position, and he was saying how um, he gets he gets to payday, and it comes in and he's like, well, that's barely paid my rent. You know, how am I supposed to... And he's living modestly. He goes out parties on a weekend, doesn't do any drugs or anything like that, but he just wants a couple of beers and that's in Manchester. And he goes, oh, right, you know, it's not fair. But he's not saying... He wasn't moaning or anything like that, but he was saying, like, it's not actually reasonable that I work 50 hours a week and I get paid... And then I come home and, you know, like... And then half my rent... Half my money's taken in rent of £600 for a pokey little flat that I don't really like... And, you know, and then I've got to deal with then, you know, like getting commuting and things like that. And by, by the end of it, it's like, it's this whole c- culture that we have to have staycations now. You know, like people have to stay in their houses. Um, but, and that happened particularly to my friend. He was another friend of mine who I used to work with, had a staycation where he couldn't afford to go abroad um, and pay the rent at the same time. He couldn't afford a week away in France. He couldn't afford the petrol or the ticket to get over there. And he was working 50 hours a week. Jesus. Of which ten he was unpaid for. I would say on average. I mean, obviously it's you know varies and. But the the, the objective for it to like pay off in the end. Yeah, and you'd think that after. I mean, I I know that everyone has so that whole starting wage thing where it kind of is trying to encourage you so to get to the next level. I don't level. really know much about your field of work, so <laughs> neither do I. If they're like, <laughs> what happens to people like you? Like, does it like? Um, we, like a graveyard of like failed journalists no or? I don't know I think it's a lot of people who I mean journalism's a bit like medicine it's very competitive Yeah, we were an extremely competitive bunch it's dog eat dog I mean honest to god it was like everyone wants to be the best and we're perfectionists they are dedicated and very energetic people who do push and a lot, most of them are factually accurate Like, and there's that bad press that comes from assholes like Donald Trump who say oh yeah fake news and it's not that's just propaganda that's what fake news is it's just propaganda and a new name and it's 
for the most part bollocks. Um, but the real news that, and he's just using it to sort of diminish actual fact finding, actual news, and you know the reality of the situation because he's an idiot. But with, um, I feel that with uh, with with real journalism, grassroots journalism, it's there's a failing industry there because people are not picking up local papers, people are not listening to local news people just don't give a shit enough about their communities these days and a lot is of people that, do is it that people don't give a shit or pe- the technology's changed it's like well, you, I mean, you, don't, what... you don't people don't read newspapers like they used no, to no they don't I, I can't remember the last time I read a newspaper I don't even read the metro I on the tube read... and that's free and it's like yeah is it, is it that people don't care about their community it's just that people don't well I mean they do but they think that they can be more active in yeah, that community or in a Facebook like, group yeah and um, yeah and whereas if you like have, for example, round where we live, round where I live now in North Greenwich, it's, they have like a Facebook group and people are really into their community. Yeah. So I, I think people still care about the community. Just, just the way they check up on it is different from how people did in the past. Yeah, I mean, you can do it from your bed. Yeah. And also, you don't have that issue of... Um, and with also, journalism, I mean, with also, journalism... Also, also where everything gets covered, like say something's happened across the road, get covered by or, by or someone being like yeah. oh my goodness yeah, yeah. Someone's have a picture car. instantly yeah yeah and we as journalists have to decide yeah. what's new paying catch up almost yeah also yeah not only you paying catch up but we've got to abide by the law yeah so there are rules for example things we can't say yeah. we can't name victims of whatever yeah. if you you know and like there's loads and loads of ethics and standards behind it and yeah. also we have to make sure we're factually accurate when you add the process together even when you're being really really quick um and also you have to wait for for a balanced view if you're going to be a good journalist yeah Otherwise, you end up with opinionated crap. Um, not to say all opinions are crap, but it's just it does cheapen the factual basis of journalism, which is the only you know is the cornerstone thereof. Yeah. Um, and I think that having a view on things is okay, but I think that if you if you make that view actually kind of newsy, um, as opposed to presenting the facts first and foremost, and then saying, okay, well, I feel that, but making a clear separation, because I think what's happening now is that. Um, because people are kind of more led onto opinion. For example, if you um, if you Google, uh, I mean, like if I write the word Trump in my uh, in my headline, I know that it's going to get five more times the views than any other article, yeah. and that's why you'll notice that on CNNs, for example, uh, Trump comes up a lot because yeah. he ain't the only one who's addicted to his name, yeah. which is horrible, absolutely horrible, because it's also his brand name, and he's a he's just not a good person yeah, in my not. opinion. Um, yeah, he's horrible, um, but yeah, it's like. Um, I think with local news, it's it's difficult because on the one hand, our audience are literally dying off uh, yeah. for the most part. And also, you've got a lot of young people there writing about things, but old people are the ones who buy that newspaper. Yeah. So it's a huge generational gap between the people who are writing it, who are fresh, you know, fresh little sprightlings looking for another gig and, uh, you know, like, who kill for, a, kill for a story. And, um, you know, old people who are like, oh, I quite like bricks or whatever it is that they like. And it, you can't, you can't automatically have that connection unless you really do know your audience, which you can't engage with because they're not online or because the online audience already know what you're about to write about anyway. Um, and then you've got to wait for the police or any other press office who are involved who might not get back to you for another day or might not actually want to give you the details that you're asking or very rarely actually answer the question because they want to dodge it and they don't have any obligation to tell you the truth uh, or tell you the whole story. They do have to tell you the truth. Otherwise, you know, I don't know what happens really, but the problem is that journalism takes time good journalism takes time and and then and it's all online anyway and so there's not like an instant gratification with it oh, like, no, there is there takes, isn't. It, yeah, it takes time for you to produce a story and then like yeah last week's news now well yeah not in that that was interesting yesterday or the day before but like, yeah 
Yeah, we already, like, already discussed it online yeah. already. Like, really, really. And, like, yeah, people are already sitting yeah. there. They've already got, like, 100 yeah. words on the chat. Yeah, yeah. And then the worst part is that you end up sort of commenting on the, on the comments yeah. around it. And then you have to get permissions from the people who yeah. said that to write that. And then the half time, they're not even in. And you're just like, ah. Oh. Or you just get, now I don't like fake news. Ha! <laughs> that will show you. It's like, oh, great, mate. You know, like, I'm being paid fuck all for this. Yeah. I'm just trying to take an interest in the community for shit's sake. Help me to help you to help me to help you. I had this one bitch, sorry, woman. She was a bitch. Um, she had a go at me for the t- for the speed at which I typed on the phone, and she was like, "Oh, you type rather slowly, don't you?" I'm like, "I can tell you haven't got a life." And it was all just because her fucking dog had gone. This where you're getting a quote from her. Yeah, I mean, her her husband had rung up and said that his dog had managed to get from um, one town to another. All on her own. You know, have you watched um, that show? Oh, uh, Afterlife. Yeah, Afterlife with Ricky Yeah, Gervais, that was like, weird because yeah. it came out around about yeah. Christmas. So yeah. just had that breakup and yeah. uh, and his girlfriend's dead and they were yeah. having all those fun times yeah. and stuff. And I was just sitting there like um, all upset because I was like, I used to laugh like that. <laughs> and then also the fact that he's a local journalist. So I was like, I also used to do that as well. I just yeah. lost my job. And I was like, I was like, oh, come on. Like, <laughs> But it's it's not entirely accurate because the people in there actually wanted to be is in the there, paper. Is there any money in local journalism then? It's dying out because uh, the print... Yeah. In print, no, not yeah. really. Um, is there anybody that's doing well? Um, there are people who are doing well. I mean, like, there are... You know, I mean, like, I think Facebook's mainly the one that's doing well because it's it controls the traffic now. Yeah. Um, but I think that... And do you, like, there's, like... Their rules do impact heavily on independent and news. Like, did you guys put, like, stuff on Facebook... Yeah, 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 that's how we advertise okay, our, yeah. our, our work. I mean, yeah. but people will read the headline, they won't read the article. Yeah, yeah, it's all um, that clickbaity thing. Well, not necessarily, and people would assume that it is. Yeah. Usually it's actually quite accurate, but that's it actually, has to be written a certain way. That's so actually interesting you said that. I think a lot of people just read headlines. Yeah. So, like, they could be And then like, they assume that they're yeah. an expert as well. Like, for example, like, this podcast we're doing is, like, could be over an hour long. Oh, jeez. They could not. just read, they just read, like, one headline from it. Yeah. That's what, it, that's what we said. It's we don't, there's no context to it. There's no, no there's no what following anything. And there's no character as well. Yeah, and I think yeah. that especially when you're writing it, it's yeah. difficult to come across in a certain yeah. way. But it is an art, and yeah. it is what we do, and we do love it. But no one pays for writing. Well, everyone's, yeah. everyone's literate, you know. Like, and everyone can, like we say, I mean, every, anyone can write a book. Um, but you know, and self-publish it nowadays, which is it just kind of takes the magic out of things, in yeah. my opinion. You know, because you can't be an author anymore. You can be a. It's the thing, though. Like just. Well, you can't you can, anybody can go Sorry. online and just blog. Yeah, and yeah. no one's going to read it. Yeah. Like, I mean, there was this when I was doing the research for the uh, project that we're doing that Deutsche Welle are about to Deutsche Welle and uh, Al Jazeera have been nice enough to commission us for, which they underpaid. But actually, no, they didn't underpay. Actually, they paid they paid the going rate, but unfortunately, we uh, our expenses were far far more than that. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> it didn't cover the ticket out by a shot. Uh, by anything anyway um, but yeah my point is that oh yeah that's the other side of it is that if you want to do good international or large scale journalism without a company behind you if you want to do freelance journalism it's very very difficult to write anything that isn't an opinion piece yeah. or anything that isn't done from a laptop on the other side of the world um, because you can't there's no money to go out and actually see the thing you're writing about in practice you have to rely on secondhand reporting and then take their words and then turn it into something that works which is doable but in this case we actually did go out there because I always wanted to go to South America yeah um, and it, for the record I mean I'm not bitching about my old job actually it was one of my favourites I think teaching was something beautiful um, I think that teachers do deserve more respect than they get but 
And for the record as well, like anybody that has a job is actually a blessing. Like, yeah, you're there's lucky. There's loads of people that are unemployed can't even get a job. So yeah, being yeah. unemployed. Oh, being yeah. unemployed. I, think, I can like, go for that all day. I think we all do like kind of bitch about our jobs or wish you can get more money, but like at the end of the day, whatever you got, you prayed to get and you and you got it. So at the end of the day, you should you should be definitely grateful. Yeah, and it's not just. Yeah. I mean, like, and also I think that it's easy to slag stuff yeah. off after yeah. the fact. But yeah. and I'm not bitter about what I, I, did. I remember when I got my job, I was I was grateful for it, but like. Yeah, now mm. I'm like, I wish I could get we double the money, but like, yeah, but you hear about but, those stories, yeah, but yeah, the reality is yeah, very different. I mean, yeah. I've been unemployed for a few yeah. months, and it's it's not actually just about being unemployed. It, not ha- the money's one of the problems, and I think that if I was in a different position where I didn't have the support I do, then I'd be fucked. But for me, it was um, not having a status in society. Yeah, yeah. Because oh, the, the first thing people ask you is, "What do you do?" Yeah, and okay. I say freelance journalist, but reality is, I went on a jolly across to Chile and had a great time. <laughs> And also worked my ass off. But it's interesting that you actually said that because um, like I did a module in um business man. I did business management in Kiel. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, we did a module like it's just basically your job is how you define yourself in parties. When people go to you, so like, what do you do? You go, I do this, I do that. Yeah, and, and it so starts I, with I think, uni, think, where it's like, what do you yeah, study? Yeah. And it becomes, what do you do for a living? I think the interesting thing about a uni, you kind of have like you have an open status. So when people go, what do you do? You go, I'm a student. Yeah. So you you have like pretty much the world at your feet, sort of. Thing. Yeah. You can, you can do anything. Yeah. So tattoo, well, not, yeah, not really. But if you're doing an art not degree, really, yeah, really. have fun. Uh, you know, like yeah, all right, see you. Nice. That's, no, that's an old trope. I'm not playing that one out. No, that's that's, that's crap. No, I mean, like you know, like no, art it's gender studies uh, is a new uh, art degree. It really is. Like art Jesus degree. Christ, <laughs> what did you study? Being sex, it's great. Um, you know, like, boys are boys and girls are girls, but it's on a spectrum, uh, is it? Um, like you know, like yeah, it's like go on, enjoy putting your pronoun in your Twitter profile, you prick. Like what a bunch of what? By the way, since when the fuck did like you know, like did we as a society go towards like gender equality, which I completely am on board with? Yeah, like, I have no idea why women aren't paid as much as men. I think it's absolute it bullshit. They definitely and be. like especially when you consider the fact that women. In my experience, I mean, I went out and worked with the uh, but only only reason why I can think that happened is obviously due to like how society used to be because we were like patriarchy. the breadwinner. Yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean. Pay- I find it. So it's like basically it's like oh you just assume that the man has a big old family to look after. Yeah, but my girlfriend's a the woman, surgeon. As opposed to the woman, that's how it was in society. I'm not saying this is how it is now, for the record. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that's no, how no, it was in society. Yeah, but that, I mean, yeah. I think that there's still a very yeah. strong remnant yeah. of that yeah. attitude, and especially but it's still like, left over, which is wrong. Yeah, and also there's a the fact that the women go on maternity leave. Which, oh, that's something which, I'm serious about. Which puts them. So you had three kids that's going to put you at least three years behind in your career. Yeah, and also I think that... But and I reckon now you have, a, to, take, a good now you have to take like flexible leave and all that type of stuff, which uh, is going to set your career back years. It's not fair. It's I, not I think, fair, it's not fair, but, but that's what happens. We only get um two weeks. Yeah. We don't have years of setbacks in our career. That I, kind of... I do feel like that for me, Like I think what we should do is <clears throat> subvert that. Because I mean, yeah. everyone's always like, oh, what do we do about maternity leave? But actually yeah. what we should do is increase paternity leave so it's just as financially risky for men. to yeah to hire a man as it is for to hire a woman because yeah. i can understand why you would Cause that, as that, a company that, if i'm like if i'm yeah. paying someone to not be there then yeah. i'm going to be pissed about it yeah. there's no doubt about it they're not making you money yeah that it's it's a drain on your yeah, assets yeah. just because they've decided to, so to you're saying maybe or maybe not decided. give a man a, a, the option to have a year if off. a bloke knocks up his wife yeah. or girlfriend or whoever his partner yeah. i hate using the word partner i don't know why but it's just become yeah it's kind of um it's a bit ambiguous like, uh, so don't, don't, don't it's like faux sophisticated it's like just say girlfriend it doesn't matter how old you are you know if granddad's got a girlfriend it's adorable if dad's got a new girlfriend I 
I'm well. I mean, I, I, it would break our family, but like you know, like it would. Uh, yeah, it's not adorable. It's it's going to cause a few fucking problems. Yeah. There's going to be yeah, yeah like I think Mrs. it's one. Steve of, is not going to be happy. Oh, well, Mrs. Steve might 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 yeah. I have a problem with it. She showed him the knife. Um, <laughs> no, she didn't. She's not like that. Um, she's very very sort of. I, although she's a scouse, which is really funny. Is actually. She yeah, she's like the most poshest lady. Yeah. Like she's very prim and proper and very surry. But I don't think I've actually. Met, I don't Liverpool. think I've met your mum before. You must have done. No, I don't think. Oh, well, who do you think was dropping me off? I think I met your dad. I met, I've definitely met your dad oh. before. I'm not sure if I met your mum. Well, they were kind of both quite, you know, yeah. they're quite sort of, well, I mean, yeah. they fit in, let's put it that way. They're both very successful people, very well-educated, and, you know, they're very, very astute, you know, I mean, yeah. But they get to that age now where they're, like, getting a bit, um, a bit grumpy sometimes, and it's really cute to watch them. But um, oh, what were we talking about before? We were talking about um, maternity leave, yeah. yeah. So, for me, I mean, I, I've, um, I've got a friend who's just come on to maternity leave. She's, like, 38, and... She's having. She's just had a baby about six weeks ago, and um, she refers to herself as a milky cow um, because she says that all she spends her days doing is just sitting there with this baby just latched onto a boob, and um, and it's it's these people like mums, especially at that stage where you're basically carrying a three kilogram weight around that can't be dropped, otherwise you, yeah. I think it's a crime. Um, you know, like it's like it's an accidental crime, basically. If you drop a baby and they start getting a little bit, they walk funny. Fuck. Um, you know, like, that's on you. Yes. But uh, yeah, I know. Honestly, hold the head. For God's sake, hold the head. It's yeah. so scary, and they don't know where their bodies are either. So yeah. these babies just wriggle weirdly. I don't know. I tried to hold a baby the other day. It absolutely terrified me. <laughs> and I and you just don't know when they're going to be sick either. It really scares the shit out of me. Um, but what it was was it? Um, I mean, this is somebody who is brilliant at what they do. And is not being held back by a baby, but, you know, and I wouldn't say that, you know, and it wasn't an accident or anything like that, she's, you know, with her husband, that, you know, it happens. But, um, and she's really, really good at her job, but at the same time, it feels wrong that she's got six months off to bond with that child, but her husband doesn't get that time off. He has to go in and out, and he comes back, and he sits there, and he doors his daughter, and he's a great guy. But I feel that if you give men that six months I as well... I think in Sweden, they have a different... Uh, I'm not sure how long they get off, but I think they get much longer. Yeah, because it'd be you nice if we up. could actually bond with our children as well, and I think that that's the other problem, is that we do have... Um, it is very important to have to establish yourself with your child and like, have that bonding experience. And also, I mean, more than anything, and especially considering the fact that you know, like in our generation, men are just as happy to cook and do things like that. It's not there's no such thing as women's work in most uh, homes these days. Um, you've got like, it, it, I think that it's really important just to have someone around to help cook or help do the housing chores that you know that the mum can't do because she's sitting there being milked the whole time, which is just you know partially good for them, but also I guess. Um, I mean, I don't know. I'm not a woman. I can't talk about, you know, being maternal. But I do know that it's a bit difficult to, you know, like it must I think be quite it might difficult. be like five months or something crazy. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. See, I mean, why don't you get like yeah? Because if blokes could do that, then yeah. they would be as much of a financial risk to any company. Thus, you know, like negating that, you wouldn't have an excuse to pay them less. Like obviously, for the record, we have no idea of any of the real facts. It's just this is mostly opinion. But it's um, it, I just don't feel like it's fair. Like I mean, of course, it's not fair. And also, I think that if you do, if you do lengthen paternity leave, then obviously it's a come. But I, I just can't see the financial benefit of it. To be honest, I mean, like, you don't want to lose two yeah. workers because I mean, like, imagine if like, <laughs> I mean, there's husband like, and wife in the office. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> like there was, it, there was, I worked with an insurance company. I swear, a third of the people there were married to each yeah. other, and it's just like if, if one of them knocks the other one up, which they were want on to do. Yeah, I mean, it's weird. It was like a bunch of forty-year-old people having affairs with each other. Oh, it's gross. Um, 
Oh, insurance is, is just the worst industry. Um, I mean, it's not, it's not too bad. Oh, I'll tell you what, though. There's more investigation goes on as an insurance claims management specialist than there is if you are a journalist, almost. I mean, apart from the writer. I can, I can imagine that, though. It's like, yeah, I mean, I learned to to Facebook stalk people through that job. Yeah, I can imagine and, like, that. And they call it an internet search. Yeah. And you go up to a special computer and yeah. you um you have to, like, sort of basically Facebook stalk whoever the hell claims they've got cancer. Yeah, I can imagine that. That whole thing we were discussing earlier with the whole he, she pronouns, it's... Gender isn't a political stance. It's not. It doesn't make you better or bigger. For it. Common sense should never have to be advertised. It should just be a given. It's like respect. It's like, for shit's sake. Like, just... Ugh. It's exhausting to to see this actually these days is that I mean I think I can't remember who it was but there was a uh, there was some I, I, I don't know where I, what I was doing but I, I read this uh, Twitter and this politician going and she was clearly a woman and she's like coming up with some sort of really kind of mediocre opinion but in her profile it had he sorry she slash her and it's like we, we, we know. You know, like we know, and I, I mean, I've been to a drag show like or two, and so I say, was this like a transgender? Is that the right term for? She it wasn't or? trans. Where was she? She was just a woman. She she's was just like a normal, normal woman. woman. But she doesn't want to be referred to as a woman. No, she's got she slash her yeah. as if we didn't know. Okay. And it gets to the point where it's almost patronizingly sort of like I mean, there was no reason for her to make that point. Don't get me wrong. Like if you are somebody who's sort of, you know, like who's been asked a few times, like you know, like um, are you a boy or a girl? Then definitely, sort of, you know, like that's a very internal thing. And I think yeah. that I really respect people who. So was she on that, that on that spectrum? Not or at all. She was just. She was literally just a politician putting the words her slash she. she, did, she I, I thought I understand kind of just though. to be in vogue. I understand that because people but like to. She use, had long hair. She looked. People like to use gender specific language when it comes to like dealing with women, so they kind of lessen their opinions or lessen them lessen them as a no, person not at all, right? by, by referring to them as like so I thought well, I understand like, what she's sort of trying to do yeah there. but if you say like I'm a she yeah. well, it's like but you're going to look an idiot because we know you're a she we're yeah. talking to you yeah. you know like, I mean in the same way that, I mean you don't so she of, put down that she's a she he no just no she put down she slash her oh her okay so I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm misunderstanding not like not, not she slash he if it's yeah. she slash he then she's not yeah. doing anything to like let anyone okay, be any okay, less okay, confused okay I understand what you're saying like you know she slash he and everyone's like so well which one she slash her it doesn't okay. make this yeah. I understand what you're saying though yeah right? so it's like you know it's like I just feel like if you are somebody who isn't trans I mean it's good to show support for yeah. the, you know like for anything right. really but I don't like the fact that it's become almost um, it's almost like become a sort of calling card of look how open minded I am when that's not the case, it's just common sense. Yeah, it's interesting. I think it's interesting nowadays in society. We sort of don't know how to refer to people anymore. You kind of it's awkward. You thought, yeah, you thought have to be very careful because like nobody's trying to offend anybody. We're just trying to, yeah, clearly not. Yeah, like, you you grow up all these years kind of referring to people in a certain way. But I don't know whether that was right or wrong. I don't understand. Uh, what, I don't like, think it's uh, wrong at all. Yeah. It's like saying, I mean, but, like you know, it's just exhausting. It's yeah. a bit like sort of like again with. You have to be. You have to be very careful nowadays. Oh, it's exhausting. Yeah, I, I'm not trying to offend anybody, but just, you can't offend yeah. anybody by saying that it's. Yeah. You know, like it's. It's just. It's just. I mean, like, if someone asks, I mean, why are we so afraid of asking people yeah. something? I mean, it's like I don't I'm think. Going back I don't think like, like if somebody does make a mistake, they should be like, ostracized or like, punished. Yeah, or put, like persecuted or anything because like. You grow up like it's, it's all about it's, it's all you know? it's all about education. At the end of the day, you grow up thinking a certain way and talking a certain way. 
So you have to sort of unlearn a certain behavior. So the only way to like to do that is yeah, but you should edit. unlearn a behavior that's negatively yeah. impacting yeah. your life in a big yeah. way. I mean, for example, if I you know if I keep walking into my door, I'm going to learn not to walk into my door. If yeah. I keep referring to my girlfriend who's mixed race as you know half some class. yeah half caste, yeah. you know like then I'm then that's but then become a but problem. then that being said, like people that'd be a problem for her. Yeah, but then again, that that's not. Some people grow up all their life saying half caste for example. Yeah, and like my like not, I'm not gonna say who be my family, but like people in my family might say half caste because that that was the term that, that was, was the used term, yeah. at the time, and that's the one but, they've yeah, grown up but, with but using. Then you grow up to realize that's extremely racist. Like, you half a person. Yeah, exactly. You're exactly saying that they're half a person. Yeah, but I think that it depends on the intent yeah, behind what yeah. you say, and I don't believe. Yeah, that, but you know, but I mean, like, no one's people, using the N word these yeah, days. But, but it, most you know, people don't know. But when people when people that do say half caste, most people don't know that's what it means. You're saying that they're yeah. half. They're, you're not. You're not even saying they're half a person. You're saying they're like halfway to being a person. Uh, yeah, and I think that also you're, the word caste to, like, as well. Like the like, whole caste system. Like the lighter skin you are, the better you are. So you're saying something that's half caste is almost. You're half. The, you're almost a half person. An, you're yeah. almost a person. You're half of the way. And also, I think being, it's being quite difficult person. sometimes when you, you know, because I, mean, I mean, I come from Surrey, so we had like literally six kids who, in our year of three hundred sixty, yeah. who weren't, yeah. who just who weren't white. Mm. And so it depends how much time you know, how yeah. much you encounter people yeah. of a different race. Yeah. I think that. Um, in, I think I had the opposite experience because, like, where I grew up in London, black people outnumber white people ten to one at least. Fuck. Yeah, so. I, white people in most of my schools were in their minority really yeah did you find that they did they ever sort of like did you find there was any sort of racial tension at all there or did it ever come up no it wasn't really a racial tension the the odd like maybe one person might say something racist or something but would you but like would it be racist against them or racist like would it would it go like sort of hand in hand like you know like tit for tat or i think there was more racist towards the white people but um there was occasional like like the white person being racist they got beaten up really being racist but well, then, like, isn't beating I, I, them up I, I for got, being racist also? Because yeah. actually, no, because I guess I had, like, racist, I had like um, I had a fr- we actually I actually bumped into him the other day. Really, he came to my workplace. He's actually a roofer. <laughs> sure. Yeah, he's a roofer. He was a roofer, so like, it was, like we had like a leaky feeling at work. Yeah. So we've got the roofers in, and um, yeah. So I'm just like going into my office, and then I walk past him. I'm like, oh. So and so, because we actually became friends after this incident. In school, well, was he so. racist towards you? Or yeah, he was, was racist it? towards me. Me and my dad. Stupid! You're like six yeah. foot seven. I wasn't six foot seven in year at the time where we had this incident. I was, yeah. I was in year seven, so I was probably about eleven, twelve years old. Oh, so about six foot five then? No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even six foot seven now. I'm six foot five. I now. tell everyone you're six foot seven. But um, because yeah. <laughs> you, used, I say, well, that was funny. You yeah. Know. But anyway, um, yeah, yeah, I can't remember. We had an argument. And you called me a black something or another. Did so, you use the N word? No, I didn't use that anyway. Call me a black something or another. So, um, yeah, so like, he did, like, we had an argument and he, I think he tried to hit me with a ruler and then I uh, kind of blocked him. No, that's just a normal then fight. He, though, isn't yeah, it? then he I called mean... me a black something or another, so I punched him. Well, yeah, because he's, yeah. I mean, the thing is, I, it's I the intent really, behind it, yeah. though. I don't think, I mean, yeah. I think the words obviously used yeah, like, gla- He had glasses on. I, I, didn't, I didn't wear glasses at this point. So I punched him. His glasses went flying. Shit. Yeah, I didn't really connect him. He the way just, you just like, like just, move just, your hand there just, kind of indicate they went yeah. through his head. It's just like sort of like, like yeah, I didn't really connect. Off the side. Sort of like skin this side of his face, his glasses oh, flying. Was it, was it, was fighting, it, was, yeah, it wasn't nothing major. Yeah, but yeah, that's what happened between me and him. He got. In, then I told the teacher what happened, and then he got in trouble. 
for adding into any trouble because he's like, he, he, huh? Even though you hit, him. yeah, yeah, because like he's, he's been like he was the type of person that told people go back to your country. Oh, okay, that's like not that. okay. You see, yeah, I, that's yeah, he weird. Like, he's to tell like Portuguese people that like, go back to your country and stuff. Well, like, why like, Portuguese yeah. girls are hot? But, yeah, <laughs> but the thing about him and the blokes is just a challenge. I can see. Don't get me wrong, he was a nice guy. But it's just that some people I feel that they're poisoned by certain people in their family. Yeah, and I felt like he was poisoned by his grandfather. I, I, that's what I was saying. I became friends with him like yeah. years later. Right. Like this has happened in year seven. So I me and him became friends in like year eleven. You're still friends now. We're no, we're not sort friends of now. Incidental. So like you know, like you're friends with people in school, but like, you're not really friends yeah. with them outside. Of acquaintances. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, it's acquaintances in school. But yeah, we used to hang out in school and then hang out after that, like, go home on the same direction. Oh, right. So he's yeah. on your bus. He's not, yeah. nice but enough, we, we, like, we, You didn't hang out like in our spare time, but like in school. Yeah, he wasn't your best buddy. No, but, no. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. But we came cool like that. Would you say that his behaviour, you know, in, in his awareness of uh, of that kind of language and that rhetoric, was that was that improved by the incident that you had with him or not? Um, I don't know. I think he always he always had that on the line to him, but it's just that yeah, they're being poisoned. They're somebody saying all you have the conflict. People coming yeah. in your ear, or you saying this and that, and coming up with a bunch of racist stuff all constantly, and you sort of having to like. Obviously, he's he's he's, he's got he's going to a school where that's predominantly black. Yeah, he's kind of so like, he's, he's asking he's, for trouble. He's saying, yeah, yeah black," yeah, and it's like, yeah. "Come on, mate!" Like, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's going to a school that's predominantly <laughs> predominantly black, but then like he's he's knowing like the difference. His his family's telling him, "Oh, black people are this," but then he's like seeing like he's been friends with black people. Isn't that he's actually seen, he's actually seeing he's actually seeing the good like you're seeing both he's seeing both sides of it. Yeah, so it's kind of I think I feel so I kind of sorry for him like sort of conflicted in, in a way. I think that's quite a difficult thing, though. I yeah. think. When you know, I mean, it doesn't. I mean, not moving away from like just racism and the whole bit. I mean, xenophobia is a gen- in Germany because I think racism is just a form of xenophobia. Yeah. I wouldn't say just, but you know, it's depending on how far you take it. It's bullying. It's xenophobia. Yeah. But I think with xenophobia, um, it's the fear of others. Um, it can be quite difficult. I think because I mean, for example, we were told like we weren't told by our parents or anything like that. But the general feeling in our school was, if you go to Brixton, then you're going to get beaten up. Because it was a scary, inner city, scary place. Well, but we point, were like 14, 13, well, yeah, well, you know, point, from Leafy Surrey. But, to, be, to be fair, that age, because I'm the same age as you, Yeah, Brixton was kind of like It's that. a bit of a rough, it yeah. was a rough area. Nowadays, it's a bit gentle. A lot of people, a lot of mixing going on. It's a place to be right now. Mm. You can't even afford to live in Brixton at the moment. But like, oh, it's a yeah, 14, 15, I remember going Brixton at those ages. And yeah, it wasn't really... Yeah, because I, I, I remember, have, like, I remember almost being robbed in like JD Sports. Or yeah, Croydon like as well. Yeah. Um, the only time I've ever been robbed was Croydon. I don't even know if I was robbed. Yeah. I was so pissed. But thank them, you know, thank you, you bastard, for yeah. taking my phone when yeah. I really needed it. I had so, to go. And, but then again, I knocked on the, the only house that that night that would open their door was this black family. Yeah, and they were, must have been petrified because there was like this eighteen-year-old kid who couldn't. I was so drunk I couldn't talk because I was on the double vodka Red Bulls at uh, Tiger Tiger uh, back when that was a thing. And uh, in saying, West End. Uh, no, in uh, Croydon. Oh, Croydon. I, yeah, I didn't pick my battles well. I had like 14 of them. That I don't think yeah. I've ever been that drunk. And I just left the club because I just thought it was a good idea. I was absolutely fucked. And um tried to get home because I thought it was in Crawley, going back to sort of Red Hill area. I was fucked. And so I tried to walk north. And I was so drunk, I just ended up just treading on people's flowers, trying to get them to open up the house so that I could use their phone to call my parents and just get home. Yeah. Because I was terrified. Um, and I was like, you know, lost, scared. It's like May, it's cold, it's just a horrible place. But yeah, I mean, of all the families and all the people who were there, I mean, A, it must be terrifying. I must have scared a lot of people. 
But they were really, really lovely, and I couldn't even talk. I was so drunk, and they were absolutely lovely to me. And I really do think, yeah, I mean, they were some of the kindest people. I mean, when you're absolutely that fucked, I mean, I don't know if I'd have opened my door. Yeah, I mean, I would because actually, no, I wouldn't. I'd be really, I'd be scared. I, I'd be one of those people who's like opening an upstairs window, one with you know, with like, darling, get the broom. <laughs> you know, like we could have a fight on our hands. Anyway, I don't know where I'm going with that. Um, yeah. So it's interesting. We had like like complete different like experience growing up because like. As you said, well, I mean, there's like in the countryside, you know. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said like white people was in my, the minority in my most of my schools I went to, and the white people that I was friends with kind of almost pretty much black. Yeah, yeah, black, urbanized. You know, it's like yeah. <laughs> we've got one. I've got. Um, I'm not going to use. Uh, I can't say that, but like, I'm like, I can say that. You know, like, I mean, like one of the guys in our. In, in fact, the guy I go to the gym with. He's uh, he's a really top lad. And he's one of my best. Yeah, I'd say he's one of my best friends, and um, known him for like ten years now. I tell you, when you get to thirty, you start realizing that everyone you know from school's in double digits. Fucking weird. Yeah. Um, yeah, we go to the gym together and stuff, and he's a really really top bloke. And um, but if we were going down the street in Rygate, and um, this other black guy walked past him, and he just nodded at him, and my mate goes, D- D- "Do you know him?" And he just goes. He goes, nah, he's just a brother, isn't he? <laughs> you know, like, because there's so few black people in our area that they just nod at each other as a sign of solidarity. But the thing is, though, when I was living in Indonesia, um, I lived in an area just outside of Jakarta yeah. where there were no white people. And so whenever we saw one, like, most, usually we would get stared at a bit because, yeah. you know, like, we're an anomaly. We're, like, sort of bigger than everybody else. We're yeah. white. And, like, nobody, you know, everyone's like, bule, 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 which means yeah. foreigner, but it really means white guy. I mean, like, you know, um, but then, um, and I think that also that that culture is quite sort of childishly racist in a way. It's kind of actually really interesting because a lot of them. I mean, I taught a kid called Rommel, um, and another one called Stalin, and another one called um, Fuck Me, who is my his name is F A C H M I, and he goes <laughs> and he's like, and I'm like I'm like I'm like you know like I was like you know like I can't remember what their names are. I don't know. Like, there's a lot of Ayus and you know like all the kind of names that are really really nice and easy to remember that have absolutely zero cultural relevance to to Europe, um, which is a nightmare. But then, but then I got halfway down this register about fifteen kids, and like they could all tell that it was coming, and I just didn't even notice. And I came down, and I was like, I was like, I'm I'm probably gonna say this wrong, <laughs> but um, fuck me. And this kid just sat there and goes, I'm fuck me. He's fuck me. I'm like, it fucking isn't. <laughs> Not in my classroom, son. Not in my classroom. Not with this excuse here. Come on, fuck me. Let's go. <laughs> I absolutely loved that kid. He was great. Yeah. He was like he was like twenty or something like that, and I was only about twenty four. But Do you know oh. what his name means in English? What F A C H M I? Yeah. No, no, no. I don't. No, no. I mean, he was kind of aware of the fact that every time an English teacher took a look at the register, they took that little pause. It's sort of like when you, like, you know, like when you're at school and like, and a teacher taking the register, and there's the Indian kid who's got like, I don't know, like a, a six vowel surname or no, six, not six vowels, sorry, six. You know, there's always that kid, not necessarily an Indian kid, but. There's always a kid with sort of like a really difficult to pronounce yeah. surname. I don't know, like the Russian kids or something like that. And it's just like, and it's like, and they're just trying to say it right so desperately. They take a little warm up, a yeah. little sprint. And like we had this one at uni where this, um, we had like a, a Russian um, whose surname was incredibly long. And like, and everyone just sort of shortened it. She shortened it. But that, I tell you what though, when the, uh, when, when they called out her degree and she had to do the stage thing, the woman pronounced it bang on and we all just were like well done uh, yeah well done <laughs> I don't know if we were applauding yeah. her for getting her degree or the yeah. woman for managing the yeah. name because I mean she was quite impressed yeah. I, don't, I don't know I, I, yeah it was fun but yeah I, I like that about I, I, that's the thing though I really like about different cultures because I mean 
I think that it's um, it's a lot of it, there's so much to find out, and I think that at first when you do uh, find yourself in a mixed environment like London or um, you know like when you go abroad and stuff, like one of the things I've really really loved about um, you know many of my exes is that they all come from very different cultures. Um, you know, I've got a couple from Indonesia. One was Indian, and you know, and it has that and like the food is insane. And like all the different things and all the, it's not just that it's the different sort of opinions and the different yeah. ways of looking at things. And at first you're a little bit resistant because of course you are, it's not the way that things are, but then in your head, but then like after a little while, like when you start to, you can almost not, I wouldn't say cherry pick, but there are things that I really, really enjoy about other cultures. And I think that, and it's just so much to learn through just talking about it yeah. openly, which is something I don't think that we do enough as a society. Yeah. It's to recognise there are differences, but also that that's a good thing. That's the thing about differences that like, you can be so different from people, but like you can still find something that you can get along with them. Well, oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. If that people are like, oh, you're different, that means we, that that you're dead to me. Like, it's exhausting. We can't, we can't be friends. We oh, can't be anything. Stupid. It's just like, are you crazy? Like, yeah, it's like, like bullshit. Yeah. I mean, like you know, like yeah. you know, like I remember like, you and I had what was it drinking and also I think smoking in common at some points yeah and like I think that's how we really became good friends was yeah. because like you know like I think there was this night where it was like shit tons of drama and I won't go into details suppose yeah. the ambulance was called cool. well not in this not in this episode no and uh, well yeah um, but yeah, and you were just like shall we go for a little wonder and a smoke yeah. and I was like yeah yeah I could do with that actually because I was like little magnet for that because like literally like to be honest like most of you guys that killed the ones I'm still friends with mm. is that I've never met anybody like you guys. Like I've like. I mean, Duran's yeah. from Hong Kong. Yeah. His, his dad's literally, major or something. Yeah. I literally never met like nobody like you guys, but still, I'm able to get along with you guys. Well, That's yeah, you're one of us, and yeah. I think that also we grew up in completely separate, different, um, have a different background. I think when you live with someone in a closed environment yeah. like a university, yeah. I think that's one of the major things yeah. that is important. There are a lot of people who you know you naturally fall by the wayside, yeah. mostly because a lot of them were batshit crazy. I mean. There was the one who, who, yeah, I mean, like, one person ends up writing cunt on my door and I don't know why. Oh, yeah, I, I remember that day. That was um, weird. Yeah, we was um, shooting. It was like the last day. We oh, shoot, yeah. We were shooting, um, oh, no, we had that potato. Coming, yeah, we were shooting potatoes into the, um, car park. Car park in the night. We should probably not admit um, to that. Yeah, almost, like, <laughs> almost hit our boyfriend's car or something. No, we didn't nearly hit a boyfriend's car. They were just walking across and saw a potato go flying yeah. over the top. And me and you have been like, did we get him? Run! We weren't aiming at her. Yeah, like, she wrote cunt, like, cunt in your door in permanent marker. Yeah, but it turns out if you use a, um, a, a board pen, you yeah. can get it off. Okay. Like, permanent marker, and if you use a board pen right over it, and then um, you can colour it out. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, I found that out. That I, I don't know, it took a lot of bleach. Yeah. That door probably doesn't look the same. It's pretty yeah, obvious. Right. We got so many fines that year in uni that like we like we oh, fucked yeah. fuck that. No, but up. I think that was Jake. That was kind of weird. Like yeah. it got to the stage where it's like you know, like you have a. Sometimes we mess up our kitchen, but yeah. I think after a while, I think I started to suspect that Jake might have a thing about him about mess and getting a bit <laughs> dirty and like down and like down and dirty with stuff. And like I was sitting there, I was like, I was like, because I mean. The fire extinguisher thing, that was my fault, because oh, yeah. I was bored. Yeah. Uh, no, I wasn't bored. I, was just like, <laughs> I still have that video. Yeah, it's so funny. Like, it's just like me in the background looking at this fire extinguisher. I have always wanted to try one of these things at four in the morning. and just so If I can, I'm going to probably insert it into this episode. That, that if we can, you, yeah, yeah, if there's a clip. Yeah. Like, but it's just like, yeah, it was so much fun. Um, but although I tell you what, never, ever, ever set off a fire extinguisher. Yeah, because um, it's one of those, um, the dust? Is yeah, the dust, dust ones, yeah. yeah. And it just it completely kinda, evacuates all the air. Yeah, what it does, it, yeah, it takes all the air out of the room. Yeah, mostly to, we're all like, running out, choking and throwing yeah, up on yeah, the side. It's like the fire in the morning. Yeah. 
Oh my god, yeah, it was horrible. You literally cannot breathe you if you let one of those off in, oh, in and the, the room. Soot, like, yeah. It's like silt that I remember never like, leaves. Yeah, I remember being on the floor, crawling, like, crawling oh. out of the room. Yeah, yeah, I was the last one out yeah, as well. Yeah. Me and Stu. Well, uh, it was, like, was like five of us outside throwing up outside because like, yeah. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. I, I yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, sorry. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, crazy. Honest to God, I choked like a porn star. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, ladies and gentlemen, so we're going to have to wrap it up here um, because it's bedtime. Um, my name's Les Steed. I'm Marlon White. This is Off Point at 30 Podcast. Thanks for listening. Bye.